The fates have guided you to the radio show that will put some pop in your potions. This is episode 53 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello everyone, I'm your host Madame Pamita and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. How do you decide your spell timing? Well, how do you decide your spell timing? Uh, For a lot of us spellcasters, when it comes to spell timings, it can become really overwhelming when we start to think about when do we do our spell work. So much so that sometimes we can just give up on doing a spell altogether. But we don't have to overthink it. In this episode, I am going to break down all of the amazing ways that you can use timings to really energize and empower your spell work. I'll be going over some of the most effective timings you can add to your spells and even give you some handy tricks to help you decide what timing is best for your magic. But before we go into that, I'll have a couple of announcements. Do you want to go to witch school? Well, consider this your owl bringing you your invitation. If you would like to learn about magic, but don't want to leave the comfort of your own home, then I have the answer. Every month, I teach three amazing Zoom workshops. I teach a first Sunday's witchcraft workshop. These are how-to workshops showing you one specific magical topic. I've been focusing my first Sunday witchcraft workshops on Slavic magical practices in the last several months. And coming up in the coming months, I'll be teaching topics such as Slavic spinning and weaving magic, the Slavic wax pouring ritual, and Slavic living fire magic, and more. There's also the new moon candle spell workshops and full moon spell workshops that I teach over Zoom. Both of these workshops separate workshops come with a deluxe spell kit that is sent right to your door. And together we meet over Zoom and we put together our spells. I show you all the tips and tricks. We drill down to the important details of the spell. And most importantly, you can ask all of your questions so that you are confident in your spell work and you can cast some powerful magic at home. If you would like to see the workshops coming up and to sign up for them, just go to witchcraftworkshops.com and you will be amazed at all the fun, inclusive, and very, very magical workshops that I have coming up. I hope you'll join me. Just go to witchcraftworkshops.com. All right, so timings in spell work. Who needs them? Well, sometimes we do. Timings are another form of support for our spells. Now, if we go back to the foundation of all spell work, really spell work starts with our focused thought. The idea that we have a focused thought, we're going to bring in prosperity or draw a new love to us or clear away some negativity or protect ourselves. These focused thoughts are really the juice of a spell. A positive, laser-focused thought is really all you need for spell work. However, what happens? Oh my gosh, you know what happens. We go, I want that love in my life, but I'm never going to meet anyone. I want that raise at work, but maybe they'll pass me by once more. Oh, 
We have those thoughts that go forward and then we take a step backwards. This is human nature. This is what our ego does. And this is normal. Everybody does it. So that's why we bring in support for our spells. Support for our spells are things like talismans, incantations, colors, herbs, crystals, incense, candles. I mean, you name it. There are millions of things that we can use for our spell work. And when we bring these things in, they support our work and keep the energy flowing positively, even if we're a little bit wobbly about our intention. There's another thing that we can bring in besides all these things that I listed, and that is the timing of our spell. When we bring in timings, we bring in an extra layer of support for our magic and for our intention. For most spells that we do, timings are when we start our spell or that we create our talisman or enchant our items or perform the ritual or do the magical thing, whatever the thing is. So we think about our timings can be, I mean, we could think about other parts of the timing, but for the most part, these are when we do the thing or initiate the thing. Now, not all spells need timings. If you need something right now, you don't have to consider the timing. If you're in a crisis situation, you don't need to wait two weeks till the moon is in the right place or the, you know, the, the astrology is in the right place or anything like that. Do your spell right now and don't worry about the timing. I think that's the most important thing, probably the most important nugget out of this, is that timing is just another option. Just like herbs are another option, colors another option, crystals are another option. These are all things that are optional that we can add. The more of these things that we add, the better. And timing is something that you don't have to go around looking for or source or buy. Timing happens all the time. We have options in every way, as we talk about, as I'm going to talk about in this um, podcast. We have lots of options when it comes to timing, and all you have to do is pay attention, notice them, think about them, and use them. No spell actually needs a timing, but timings can help support our spell work. Now, there's two ways to look at timings when we're wanting to bring timing into our spell work. We can look at auspicious timings that are coming up and create a spell to tap into that timing so we can first see that there's something coming up. Examples of this, I mean, we see these on Instagram and all these um, social media places, things like the lion's gate, or we have a super moon, or there's an eclipse. And so we can look at these things and create a spell to work with the energy of that special event that's coming up. And that is one way that we can look at timings or use timings in our spell work. The other way is the reverse, that we can have a spell or intention, and then we can find an auspicious timing that can support our spell or intention. If you can wait a few days to work with a time that aligns best with your intention, you'll be able to harness that extra boost of energy to add it to your spell work. So I think about bringing in timings is a little bit like um, adding that extra little thing that helps our spell go forward. It's as if you have a wheelbarrow, and if you push that wheelbarrow up a hill, it can be really effortful. But you can push it up a hill. It's just that you have to put more effort into it. 
bringing a timing in is like flattening the surface or even making a nice little slope downhill so that when we push that wheelbarrow, it's effortless. So when you harness those timings that support your intention, the pushing of your spell, the pushing of your intention can get a lot easier. So let's talk about the different timings that we can use. Well, one of the ones, as we talked about seeing ahead that there's some special event coming up and you want to do a spell about that, that's the first one that comes to mind, working with holidays or special days, secular or religious holidays, anniversaries, birthdays, holy days, solstices, equinoxes. All of these are days that have a certain energy to them. And you can harness this energy by looking at what the day represents and using that energy to empower your spells. So for example, you might want to do a blessing spell for someone on their birthday or for yourself on your own birthday. You might want to do a love spell on Valentine's Day or a prosperity spell on New Year's Day, or you might use your wedding anniversary as a time to do a spell to bless your relationship. These are all examples of using events that are coming up, holidays. This is a very, very easy thing to do. You know what the energy of the holiday is for the most part, and you can tap into that and do a spell to bring that energy into whatever your intention is. You can also use personal dates that belong to others. For example, you could use the upcoming birthday of a celebrity to harness their energy for a fame spell for yourself. That's an example of doing that. So you can get creative and looking at these days. I mean, I think about like those calendars where they have National Donut Day and those kinds of days. Well, they're silly little holidays, but some of those could be used for your magic. I don't know what you'd use Donut Day for, but uh, you can find out, you know, look at, I'm sure someone will come up with something. But anyway, if you wanted to use those kind of fun holidays, you could do that too. So that's one of those things that you can look ahead and plan your spell work based on what's coming up. Now, of course, there's things like astrology, astrological phenomenon, things like that. But those are the, the things that I'm talking about in specific about holidays. Now, we can also work with the moon phases. This can also be a, like a pre-planned thing, could be that, but we can access moon phases at Anytime. So there are two basic lunar phases that can be harnessed for candle magic. There's the waning moon, which is the moon uh, after the full moon and before the new moon or the dark moon. We have the moon's light getting smaller. It looks like the moon is getting smaller and smaller over that two weeks between full moon and new moon. As we see the moon shrinking in the sky, it is like you know, it's shrinking away. And so this is the time to do spells for clearing, releasing, removing, banishing. For example, you could use that time for clearing out negativity or changing unhealthy patterns or banishing something. Now, after the new moon and before the full moon, the moon light is very, very slender little uh, crescent, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then finally, we have the full moon. That's called the waxing moon. Now, when the moon grows, well, you can guess what we use that for. Anything that's about growth, attraction, bringing in, invoking, drawing something to us. For example, you could use that time of the waxing moon, that two weeks of the waxing moon, for attracting a lover or for bringing in more abundance. Now, there are some spells or intentions that work with one or the other. For example, you might have a spell for purification 
or to reverse negativity. And that would be great during the waning moon, right? Or you might have something like an attraction or building your wealth spell. And during a waxing moon uh, would be a terrific time to do that. But there are some spells that can be done on any moon phase. For example, a tranquility spell to calm energy could be used during the waning moon. We're releasing the arguments, we're releasing the anger, we're releasing those negative things that we don't want that are keeping things in chaos. And then during the waxing moon, we can invite in peace. We can invite in harmony. So you can see how you can use those together. Now, if you are planning a spell that's going to last more than one day, but you know, for a few days or several days, you might want to use the power of moon phases for your timing. If you're going to do that and the spell is going to last more than a couple of days, you might want to try to time it at the early part of the waxing or waning phase so that you can complete it before the phase is finished. So think about that when you're doing timing and you're wanting to work with that waxing and waning moon phase. A thing that I love about the whole waxing and waning moon cycle, which I work with often, this is probably my favorite timing is working with waxing and waning moon. When we're working with those, we can actually do a 28-day month-long spell, what we call a lunation, a complete cycle of the moon. If that were the case, and I wanted to do that 28-day spell, I would start it at the full moon and use the waning period, that's going to be the two weeks after that, to release and let go any negative blocks that are blocking the way to the thing I want. Then after the new moon, I'm going to use that energy to draw something in. So for example, if I wanted to do a 28-day, a full lunation spell about money during the waning moon phase, I would remove my poverty mindset. And during the waxing moon phase, I would create abundance. Or maybe I want to do a spell about success. So during the waning moon phase, I would banish those self-limiting beliefs that I have about myself. And then during the waxing moon phase, I would invite success in. During another example uh, for love, during the waning moon phase, you can clear out your old relationship baggage. And then during the waxing moon phase, you'll be have that clean slate to attract that beautiful soulmate into your life. So that's an example of how you can use both waxing and waning to do one spell, but you're doing a clearing and then a bringing in, which is such a beautiful way to work. Now, there are specific times of the moon during the, um, you know, as we talk about this, that are also utilized, the dark moon and the full moon, for example. So people who love to work with the moon, like I do, um, like to harness perhaps these other two special moon phase timings, the full moon and the dark moon. Now, the phases of the dark moon or the, or the new moon and the phases of the full moon, we have that date that it happens, and there's even a time when it's at its peak, when it's really happening. But we look at the three days before that date and the three days after that date as the as within the phase. So if you can't do your spell exactly on the full moon or exactly on the new moon, don't worry. You can do it a day or two or three before or day or two or three afterwards and still be within that phase. Now, the night of the new moon or the dark moon is the time right before the moon is waxing. So you complete your waning moon magic on that day and you plant the seeds of the things that you want to grow. Usually dark moon or new moon magic is work that is solitary. We do this work on our own and we are activating new beginnings that we want. 
For the full moon, the night of the full moon, um, it's the culmination of the waxing moon and the time right before the moon is going to be waning. So we celebrate the success of our waxing moon magic, and then we start that release process all over again. The full moon is a great time to do group work, joyful magic, and getting together with others, oftentimes actually out under the full moon. This is a very traditionally witchy thing to do is to go out with your other witches and go dance under the full moon light. So you can do that and you can get together or you can do it by yourself as well. It is also a really beautiful and powerful time for dream work and psychic work during the full moon. So you can do that and use that as well. Now, if you don't aren't interested in paying attention to the moon, looking up the phases, which I recommend doing, you can look at the moon, but you know, there's apps for your phone that you can look up what phase the moon is in, where it is, is it waxing, is it waning, and so on. So if you aren't paying attention to the moon every day, you can look up on your phone and see what phase we're in and even what sign the moon is in. Now, if you don't want to deal with the moon though, there is another way that you can work, and that is working with days of the week. Each day of the week has a certain kind of energy, and so you can time your spells to a certain day of the week, and starting your spell on those days can give it that little extra burst of power to help you push your wheelbarrow of your intention. Now, each of, each day of the week has traditionally had an ancient planet associated, the seven ancient planets associated with it. So Sun Day obviously doesn't take genius to figure that one out. Sunday is about the sun. And sun energy is great for things like leadership, authority, healing, blessing, any kind of positive work will do well on Sundays. If you're working on advancement or fame or recognition or success for yourself or someone else, um, if you're working on your will or you're working on beauty, any beauty spells will do wonderfully on a Sunday. So those are the kinds of things that we look out for when we're thinking of doing a spell on a Sunday, for example. Monday comes from moon day. So we have Sunday and then Monday is moon day. So moon day is less outward. Sunday is more outward out there in the world energy. Moon day is for our internal work. And so on Mondays, we do um, regrouping our energy. We do dream work, psychic work, emotional work. So it could be about, you know, attraction and love even on that day. Um, working with our own emotions, spirituality, marriage, inspiration, intuition, secrets, all our personal work on ourself, our internal work on ourself, anything family oriented, um, home oriented, those sorts of things also work well on Monday. Tuesday is known for the god Mars. If you speak a romance language, Spanish, Martes, right? It's about Mars. And so Mars is the god of war. And so Tuesday is about strength and about aggression. So we can use Tuesday for our spell work when we are doing aggressive magic, but we can also use it for things like gaining courage, um, gaining vitality or strength when we're feeling weak or depleted like after Pokemon, too much Pokemon hunting. (laughs) We're strategizing for conflicts, for breakups, for banishing things, for destruction. Um, We can use it for health, victory, competition. If we're in a competitive situation, Tuesday's your day. Wednesday is associated with the god Mercury, and it's about communication, business transactions, travel, 
any kind of negotiation that goes along with communications. If you want res faster results for your spell, you can do it on a Wednesday. Gambling is a big, Wednesday is a big day for gambling spells and your gambling spells can really get a boost from that Wednesday energy. We also use it for intelligence, resourcefulness, anything you have to do with speaking or writing. It's also a little bit of trickster energy. So if you're going to do something a little tricky, you might want to do it on a Wednesday, do your spell on a Wednesday. Thursday is associated with the planet Jupiter and the god Zeus and Jupiter. And this is a day of power, wealth, success, leadership, money, building your business, any kind of expansion that you want in terms of your money and your wealth and your prosperity and so on could be great for that. We also use it for um, attracting clients or for um, loyalty. Spells of loyalty do very well on Jupiter Day, which is Thursday. Friday is Venus Day. Well, we know what Venus, Aphrodite, is all about. It's a love day. So we do our love spells on Friday. We can do love spells. We can also do lust and sex spells on Friday. Beauty, harmony spells. We can also use it for prosperity magic as well, because sometimes Friday is associated with payday, which is a more recent invention. And so we sometimes do money spells on Friday as well. Admiration, to have a admirers for for attraction spells. We can even use it for friendship spells. Anything to do with any kind of love really will work. Pleasure, art, music, anything to do with that. Seduction, maybe um, aesthetics or having something beautiful for you to be beautiful. You can do a beauty spell on Friday as well. Saturday is associated with the planet and the god Saturn. This is about structure. So if you need motivation, you need structure in your life, clarifying you want to em empower your will. Um, maybe you want to bind something or block something or contain something. Saturn is great. Saturday and Saturn is great for that. It's also great for revenge spells. It's also about tradition, duty, creating limitations and boundaries about something. So if somebody's crossing your boundaries, you can do a spell on Saturday so that you get strong boundaries up. Now, another way that we can work is that we can work with the day and the night. So there are certain types, you know, if we, you know, we talk about these different kinds of days of the week or working with the moon, but one of the easiest ones to use, and it's right there every day for us to use, is working with the times of day. So we can work with day and night. So we can work with sunrise, noon, sunset, midnight. These are special times, liminal times of the day where things are shifting and changing and we can access their energy. So sunrise is the beginning of a new day. And so sunrise is the time that we do spells where when we're starting something new, when we want a fresh new beginning, when we're building energy, we want increase or we want to attract things to us. We can do it at dawn. Noon, high noon, the middle of the day is great when the sun is the highest in the sky, is great for success, for power, for abundance, for wealth, for stability and strength. Sunset, sun is going down over the horizon, is the perfect time for releasing, banishing, breaking up, separation, endings, cord cuttings, or cleansing. So if you're doing cleansing spells, sunset's an excellent time to get rid of what we don't want. And then midnight, we have the witching hour, of course. Midnight is a powerful time to do spells for the witchiest of things. What's that? Well, psychic abilities, spirit contact, shadow work, hidden work, 
keeping your work secretive. Of course, who's going to be up at midnight watching you, right? Mental influence on someone else, supernatural work, or working with otherworldly or alternate realities. Do it at midnight and you'll really get the support for that. Now, we can also work with not only just the phenomenon in the sky, which is a very old way of working, but we can work with times of the day. If we focus on the hours of the day, um, we can do some really amazing things. So for example, with digital clocks, we can work with numerology and the hours of the day. So you can start your spell at one of those magical repeating numbers like 111 or 333 or 909. Or if you're on a 24-hour clock, you could do 2020, for example. So you could choose a number in numerology that corresponds to your intention of your spell, and you can either use it during use it with the 12-hour clock or the 24-hour clock system. If you are using a 12-hour clock, um, choose an AM time for spells of increase and a PM time for spells of release. Ah, there's an extra little thing you can add in there. So just briefly, number one. So if we're doing 111, for example, we can do, or 1111, as we get into 11, 111 was a good one, is for beginning, something we're beginning or starting something. Two is about partnership. Three is about creativity and expression and family. Four is about material concerns, having structure, uh, money, great for money spells, and so on. Number five is great for adventure, change, exploration. You want to change something up, use go do it at 555. Uh, six is good for beauty, harmony, balance, community. Seven is great for spiritual connection and good luck. Eight is great for achievement and power and authority. Nine is for completion, culmination, your wishes coming true. Nine is a very magical number for that. We also have our master numbers, 11, which is the master number for intuition and enlightenment and psychic ability. So that 1111, it's great for that, right? Um, and then we have our 13. If you're doing a 24-hour clock, you could do 1313, which is 113, right? 1313 is for luck and even having luck if there's long odds on something. Maybe you want some magic or you want to manifest something. You can use 13 to your advantage. Another old-fashioned way to work with the time of day is to use an old-school analog clock, which is the clock with the hands on it. And then you watch where the clock's hands are on the face of the clock. If the clock's hands are moving down, that's between 12 and 6, that's the time to release something. If the clock's hands are between 6 and 12 moving up, that's the time to increase something or bring in something that you want. So for example, if we wanted to release something uh, at 2 218 in the afternoon, we could do that because we are the clock hands would be moving down that side of the clock. And the left side of the clock, where the clan, clan, the clock's hands, can I say it? The clock's hands are moving up. Um, you might want to choose like, you know, it's like 8, 845, you know, the clock's hands are moving up. You could do that for drawing something in. So that's another way of working with timings. It's old school. Now, um, if you want to get really very traditional and very mathy about it. You can work with planetary hours. Buchanan loves working with planetary hours. This is a very old Greek, ancient Greek way of working magic. So each day, the Greeks decided that each day is divided into 12 equal parts of daylight and 12 equal parts of 
nighttime. And within these 12 equal parts, there's a planet attached to it. And working during those times can give the boost of that planetary energy. Just like we were talking about the days of the week, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and so on. We can bring the energy of that planet by the hour. Now, there are ways of using mathematical formulas to figure out the planetary hours, but we don't have to do that these days. There are planetary hours calculators online or on apps, and you can look them up, look up the planetary hours for each day, the day that we're in, and you can see what timings correspond to what planets. So sun, moon, mercury, and so on. We talked about those with days of the week, so you get a concept of what that is, and you can look those up and There's these easy, easy things that can help us. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you how to work with moon astrology to optimize your spell. But before I do that, would you like to win a free spell kit by Madame Pamita? Each month, we give away a different beeswax candle spell kit to one lucky winner. These candle spell kits include everything you need to cast a beautiful candle spell, a big, beautiful beeswax figural candle, spiritual oil, herbs, and complete step-by-step instructions. And sometimes there's other things in there, petition papers, inscribers, all kinds of things that come in this spell. There is no purchase required to win one of these spells, and anyone anywhere in the world can enter to win this gorgeous beeswax candle spell kit, but you must be over 18. You can enter one time every month. So simply go to magicgiveaway.com, enter your email, and you will be entered into the contest. Do it every month because this is not like the lottery where millions of people are entering. You know, we have a few dozen that enter, so you have a good chance of winning. So go over to magicgiveaway.com, sign up, and you will be entered to win one of our beautiful beeswax candle spell kits. Now, let's talk about working with the sun and moon astrologically. The sun, as you know, goes through 12 zodiac signs every year, and each one lasts about 30 days. So you have plenty of time to tap into its energy. The sun is really a very, very powerful source of energy for our spell work and can represent everything that is outwardly projected. It can represent action, empowerment, and so on. You know, all the things that we talked about with the sun. Now, the moon is a planet of magic, of mysteries, of psychic phenomena, and of deep emotion. And unlike the sun, it goes through a new sign every couple of days. So if you don't want to wait six months for your special sign to come in, you can coordinate it with the moon and get that auspicious timings. Now, as I mentioned before, there are many websites and apps with moon calendars that can tell you what sign the moon is in so that you can coordinate your ideal timing. Now, there's a very special thing that happens once a month. Every new moon, the sun and the moon are in the same sign. So you can double up on the energy of the sign when you work with the new moon, which is why I do new moon spells, which is why we have new moon spell kits, because it's like you get twice the bang for your buck because the sun and the moon are both in that sign. As you think about the moon and the signs, start to think about um, ways that you might coordinate when the moon is in one of the following signs. So for example, Aries is about physical strength. 
Taurus is about prosperity. Gemini is about mental pursuits and communication and creativity. Cancer is about home and parenting and family. Leo is about fame and positive recognition and leadership. Virgo is about service to others and organization and safety. Uh, Libra is about beauty and diplomacy and justice. And Scorpio is about sex and mystery and passion. Sagittarius is about adventure and travel and freedom. Capricorn is about business and long-range plans and empire building. Aquarius is about innovation and technology and originality. And Pisces is about psychic awareness and dream work and emotions and creativity and all those good things. So as you see, each sign of the zodiac has a beautiful energy that you can work with for your spells. And you can either use it with the sun when you have 30 days to work with it, or you can wait for those two or three days where the moon is in that sign and work with it then. So As you can see, there are a lot of ways that you can use timings in your spells. Can you mix and match more than one timing? Absolutely. You can do a spell on a day of the week at a special time of day that also supports your spell work. You can mix moon and sun astrology. You can work with a moon phase and the time of day or night, sunrise, sunset, noon, midnight. You can look at the energy of the day or week of your special holiday that's coming up and see what day of the week it lands on and combine day of the week and the special holiday. But you don't have to wait for an auspicious timing five years from now to support your spell with a timing. If you're in a hurry, use day or night, the sunrise, sunset, noon, or midnight. Use the time of day or the planetary hours. Every day, there's an opportunity for you to use that. If you're in less of a hurry, you could use the days of the week or the moon phases. And if you're planning ahead, you could use moon astrology. And if you're really planning ahead, you could use sun astrology or holidays. And of course, you can skip timing altogether. You don't have to use timing in your spells. If it's available, if it's convenient, if it works for your spell, if you can wait a few days or wait a few hours for your spell, great. But if you need to do a spell right now, Don't worry about the timing. Just do it right now. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about magic and spells and timings, then check out the Learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders where you will find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You guys are awesome. Thank you to the fabulous people who have left reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and those reviews mean so much to me. I read them all and I thank you so much for them. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing. And thank you to you for joining me, whether you are here with me live or you're listening to this podcast. I am so thankful for you. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of our podcast when we'll be answering the question, can shells be used in magic? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.